Let's get started on to today's daf. We made it to the Mishnah, and we'll take it from there. First, uh, the Mishnah is three lines down on daf nun aleph amun aleph. Lo kisahu mi be'od yom. If the pot was on the fire, but it was not covered from before Shabbos, lo yichasenu mi she'techshach. You're not allowed to cover it on, once it hits night. But if you did cover it, and then it came uncovered at some point, it got knocked off, so then you can always recover. So you can recover the cover, but you cannot cover for the first time on Shabbos. Okay? Um, you can fill the jug. So if you have, if you have a container of cold water, you can fill it up, and then you want it to stay cool, that's fine to keep it, that it shouldn't get hot, and wrap it in, you know, blankets or whatever, to keep it cool, that it shouldn't get too hot. Now, okay, so, says the Gemara, you're allowed to wrap up cold things, that they should stay cold. That's never a problem. Now, Amrav Yosef, Michael Marshall, what's a Kiddush Tanina? It's not exactly what our Mishnah says. Basically, says it straight up that that's perfectly fine to do so even on Shabbos. No, there's a Kiddush here. It's a very big Kiddush. First of all, the Imi must say, if it just be our Mishnah, that's something that's not normally of like water, like cold water, that's not something that you really keep hot it's fundamentally different something that's meant to stay cold let's say you have soup that's cooled off and you want it to stay cold so it shouldn't spoil okay um, and it's very hot out so you might wrap that up it's something that you would normally do a hot matmana in when it's hot so maybe that's more problematic that we don't that since you just want it to remain cold or stay cold there's no concern you're not allowed to um, cover up cold so that it should stay cold. Didn't we learn in the Bible that Rebbe did allow it? So it's a contradiction. Yes, he quoted Rebbe that way, but it was before he heard from Rabbi Shmuel Berbiosi that it's allowed. After he heard it, he said it, he, he realized that it's allowed. And the story goes like this, Rabbi was sitting and he said, um, You're not allowed to wrap up cold because it's like sort of, if we let you wrap up the cold, you may come to wrap up hot food, which is not allowed on Shabbos. My father had no problem with that. So Amar, so what did Rebbe Yudanasi say? Oh, Farhor is okay. The elder already ruled on that issue. It's mutter. I'm taking back what I said. It's allowed. Finished. So, uh, fascinating um, observation here. Amar Papa, Borei, come and see. Kama mechavavim zezeh. Can you get a hold of, get a grip, realize the respect over here between the two, uh, Rebbe Shmob, Rebbe Yossi, and Rebbe, because Rabbi Yossi was still alive, he would sit before Rabbi like a Talmud in front of his teacher. 
Um, why? Rabbi Shmuel Yossi was as great as his father. No question. And he treated Rabbi like the he's the Nasi. You have to give him the full respect as a Nasi, and he would never argue on him. And yet, Rabbi Yudha Nasi, even though Rabbi Yossi gave such respect, would have given such respect had he been still alive, would have given such respect to Rabbi Yudha Nasi because of his position in the Nisiyas. And yet, Rabbi would say, the elder already ruled on it, and he would not uh, dispute anything that Rabbi Yossi said. So that shows the respect. Now, Amr Alei, new story. Amr Alei, Rav Nachman, the Rav Nachman told his servant Daru, that was his name, I want you to wrap for me gold. And then that was during the, that was the Shabbos. And then he says, I want some hot water. Go to the baker to get me some hot water. So Rav Ami heard about Rav Nachman allowing these things and he was angry. Why would you be upset at what Rav, what Rav Nachman did? He's following his, the footsteps of his Rebbein. He's, he's doing exactly as his Rebbein Paskin. Um, one like Rav told him, one like Shmuel said. As you know, Rav Nachman was a Talmud of both Rav and Shmuel. Right? Rav Yudha said the name of Shmuel that it's permissible to, to wrap up cold. So he's saying to wrap up the cold, that's fine. And Kerav, Damarav, Damarav, Shmuel, Barav Yitzchak, Amarav, Koshuk, Nechok, Moshuk, Chai, Ebo, Mishum, Bishul, Enochrim. There's no problem, Bishul Akam, on something that is edible or eaten uh, raw. Now, obviously, uh, water is drink, it does not need to be eaten to be drunk. So, therefore, there's no problem, Bishul Akam, on hot water. So the Gemara answers, Savar, what was what was the pshat? Why Rav Ami was so upset? Even though they both happen to be allowed, you don't want to show other people a leniency because people see the rabbi do something and they said, "Well, if the rabbi can do that, then I can do even more than that." Okay, and therefore he has to be extra stringent on his own personal behavior. That's the idea. Okay, brings us to the next piece. Tanur upon the rabbis learn. Even though the rabbis said that you cannot do atmano with something, even if it does not add any heat. Okay. If it's after Shabbos. So in other words, when you're wrapping your stuff, you cannot wrap it once it is ready Shabbos. That's generally true. Okay, so, but even though they say that, and the idea is it's important to understand why, Rash explains it over here, because we're afraid that, let's say you go to your Friday night chicken soup, that you want it to stay warm, and it's Shabbos already, and you want it to wrap it. And when you come in to wrap it, you see that it's lukewarm already. You're like, Oive, let me quickly just warm it up. You might, you know, be tempted, the, the, the pressure of having cold soup yeah, we'll get you to want to warm it up um, on it's already Shabbos, which is the answer. So we don't let you don't want to start wrapping first on Shabbos. If you wrap from before, then you know there's there's options. You could heat it up hotter. Okay, um, so that's the idea. 
Um, but uh, so that is generally true, uh, right? In Bala Hosef Mosif, if it's already wrapped and you want to add wrappings, in other words, it was wrapped with a thin sheet and now I want to add more to that it'll contain the heat even better, that's perfectly fine. Ketorosa, what's that? What do you do? Okay, asdin in our sheets. Sheets are pretty decent at keeping the heat in, but not as good as a coat, a heavy coat, right? Glufkarin is like a coat. That's how Rashi says the words coat. Kuf of tes. That's what it sounds like, okay? Anyway, um, but uh, and if it's too much, so then you could do the other way, you know, like uh, you can switch the wrapping. That would be allowed. Um, that's also only true when it's the same that you cannot do atmana. That's only when it's the same one that it was cooked in. The pot, the original pot that you heated up the food in or cooked the food in, that's the pot that you're wrapping. That's what you're not allowed to wrap on Shabbos. But let's say you poured the soup already out into a terrine. That terrain you can wrap up. Okay? That's perfectly permissible. Why? Because by you pouring it out, it's obviously cooling it off. Are you going to come to eat it up? No way. You're not going to. Obviously, if you really were so worried about it not being hot enough, you're not going to transfer it into a different container. The transfer costs you a lot of degrees of heat. Obviously, you're not worried about it, and that's fine. And therefore, you could wrap it to just maintain the not as hot uh, level that it shouldn't get colder than that. Okay. Sure. Okay. The the hatmana that we do is 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 a full hatmana. It doesn't have to be exposed at all. But again, the only hatmana that is allowed is when you're doing it from before Shabbos. And it's even when it's from before Shabbos, it's only a hatmana that won't increase the heat, but only maintain the heat. Those are the two conditions. Okay? Now, there is an opinion, which we didn't even discuss or see, and that's what you're connecting to, is, is it called hatmana if it's not fully wrapped? Maybe it's not even hatmana at all. You understand? That's the that's where that discussion comes in, that uh, it's not really atmana if it only is on you know part of it. That's not even atmana. So therefore, if you're doing atmana b'davar amosav hevel, something that adds heat, but it's not really, even though it adds heat, you didn't wrap it all the way. You only wrapped it on the bottom a little bit. Then that not that even from, from you did it from before Shabbos, even though it's amosav hevel, but it may not be a problem because it's not really. Uh, a proper atmana. Atmana means is it defined as, according to some, only when it's completely covering the entire walls. Okay, but that's where that uh, issue in practical halacha comes in. Clear? Okay. All right. Taman. Um, another case. Taman v'kisa b'davar nito b'shabes. Oh, taman b'davar she'ena nito b'shabes. He did atmana and covered it with something that is not mukta. Or he did atmana with something that is moktza, 
but you, you covered it with a non-muktza item. You can take it with the pot, put it back, no problem. Now, what if this case? What if all the, the walls were surrounded and covered on top with something that's muktza? Just the covers of Mukta item. Now what do you do? So the rule is like this. If there's a partial spot which is uncovered, which you can access, then you could pull it out from there and you'll be moving the Mukta item in an indirect fashion and that's okay. If not, if you have no uncovered spots, then you would not be allowed to access that. That's a big problem. Okay. Now, review the Omer. Review the says, We mentioned this in the Mishnah, that uh, when it's the, the shaking of the flax, the, the part that comes off of the flax, is very, when it's very fine, it is actually most of Hevel, no different than Sevel is most of Hevel. Excrement is also increases the heat. Ve menichin mecham. Okay, next case. Menichin mecham al gabi mecham. You can put one pot on top of the other pot. And you can put a, a mecham is a metal pot on top of a metal pot. Or a earthenware pot on top of an earthenware pot. But you cannot put a kedera on top of the mecham. And you can't put a mechem al Okay, meaning, so you can put the metal on the metal, the earthenware on the earthenware, but you cannot put the metal on the earthenware, the earthenware on the metal. Okay, it's not clear. This Rashi says that there's a few gears here um, that, the, 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 it, that possibly has to do with the fact that the earthenware pot actually is stays a lot hotter and it's most of Hevel on the... On the uh, on the metal pot, so that's what the concern is. Okay. Um, next, v'taches pia b'batik. They used to uh, uh, they used to take some dough and cover up the the. There wasn't like a perfect cover, so in order to keep, seal in the steam, they would put around a little bit of dough that would seal it in and keep the hot. Now. The low you can't do it in a way that it should get hotter. that it should stay protected and the heat should be contained. just like you cannot do atmana to hot stuff. so too you can't be toman in the cold stuff to be to stay cold. You can't wrap up the cold drinks to stay cold. Rabbi Rabbi says that you can. Wrap up cold, like we saw already that you could. You cannot melt down the snow or the or hail. That you should have a drink. So if you're specifically intentionally melting the snow to get a drink, a liquid out of it, that's not allowed. However, you could do what we do, like if you take the ice cubes, put it in your cup of whatever drink you have, the fact that it's melting is not your problem, as long as you're not intentionally melting it. So therefore, if you have um, ice in your cup, it's perfectly permissible, um, and it's not a problem. 
Okay, I'll sing myself out. Okay. Brings us to the new parak. Skyach, Skyach. I appreciate a little bit of help. Okay. Yeah. That's a very good question. And the answer is, it depends on how well you made the tea. If you knew to take it out from being a kli, um, you know, it's already, in a, you know, by the time you make tea, usually it's already a kli shlishi or something like that. So then you are definitely allowed to put an ice cube in it because it's not able to cook that ice, even though it's for sure going to melt. As far as I know, it's not a problem. Um, uh, as far as I know. Okay, maybe, um, maybe there's some rabbis are strict. I don't know, but that, that to, as far as I know, that's per- permissible. It's not any different than putting your ice in a warm drink to make it cold. It's also the same, unless unless it's like. But if it's very hot, that it's actually able to cook, like kli uh, rishon, that would be prohibited. Okay. All right, moving right along, new parak. Um, and we're moving on to carrying, really. And uh, so that's the question. What can an animal go out with that would be carrying, and what can't it, uh, uh, that, that, that won't be carrying, and what can't it go out with because that's carrying? So it's important to understand that, first off, Rashi points out a very important idea, that when we say we say we mention in our in our kiddush right, our animals also have to keep Shabbos. We cannot work our animals on Shabbos. So if the animal's carrying for us, that is working the animal on Shabbos. That is forbidden. However, um, things that the animal's wearing for its own protection uh, to keep it safe, that is not called carrying. Okay. And that's what we're discussing right now. So basically, um, it's like it comes like a an ornament of the animal, and anytime it's an ornament, it's not a, not a problem at all. So let's go through the examples. Yota gamal ba'afsar, a a camel, which is more or less a, a fairly docile enough animal. All it needs is an afsar, which is basically, it's a, a no the the. Whatever the rope that they wrap around the neck of the of the camel, and that's that's perfectly fine. So that's number one is the uh, the harness. Yeah, the harness of the camel. That you can. It's not called carrying if it has its harness on. The naka, a naka is a different kind of camel. That's a, a single. It has a single hump. They're a little wilder. So bechotem, that they have a nose ring, because. Uh, Sometimes you need that to keep it uh, keep it in line. The uh, luvdekim luvdekim are are well defined in the Gemara. Beprumbia they have a mouthpiece that they would keep, and visus uh, bishir and a horse would have also its uh, halter. Bechol baliashir and all the other animals that normally have that type of uh, that halter type of thing that they keep on the animal. Yotzim bishir can carry that. Not called carrying. And you can pull on that. It's a collar, basically. A shear is like a collar, similar. 
and you can even sprinkle it if it gets tummy while it's on the animal, and you can even be tovel it in the mikvah with the animal, and the animal dunks in, and then the kala gets a tefillah. Now, my naka bechotam, what is that? Amrabba barbarchana, nakasa chivarti, bizmama de parzla. That's this specific, it's a very difficult um, type of camel that's a little bit wild, and it's hard to watch because it'll run away, so you need an extra measure of protection, and that's why it has a stronger system. What's the Luvdakim? So Amrav Huna Chamra Luba. These are the donkeys that come from a particular country called um, Luba, which is, um, and uh, basically, they're, they're known to have these very mighty, very strong donkeys. Befagi the Parzala, and they would they would be they had these um, um, something that would go like a, again a halter that went on its face and its cheeks and it was uh, and it was a little bit more elaborate of a grip. Now Amrav Huna, uh, okay, so that's the story. Levi a story goes like this: Levi shudder zuzi Levi sent some money to the people from faraway town. And they wanted him to buy. They wanted he wanted them. He gave them the money. He says, "Can you buy me a donkey for this kind of? I need a a very strong donkey." So what they do? They wrapped the money and sent them back uh, barley. What were they trying to tell him? Sorry. So basically, what they were giving him a message is that you know what. It doesn't. It's not worth it to schlep the that donkey from where where they live. It's like such a far distance. It's like a six months journey. Rashi says to bring it here. What you ought to do is keep the donkeys that you have by you, and you want the donkey to be stronger. You feed it better food, give it barley, and that'll give it its strength. And then and, and then there's not going to be any issues. Okay. Amar Rav Yudam Shmuel Machlifin Lifnei Rabbi Shel Zubizu. They want to know what if what if you switched it? Mahu What's Allah? Naka Ba'afsar Loti Boyli. If you if uh, if you put a regular stirrup, a regular uh, um, halter on the Naka, which needs more, that's not a question. Kim Dulo Mitrebei. Since that's not going to help, it'll just run away with that. So, it's obviously caring, and there's no point to it. So that's not even a question. What if you did overdid the job? Camel doesn't need more than an Afsar, but it's certainly going to be protected if it has the Chotem, which is a higher level. It's easier to hold. My, what's the deal? Kirim in the Sagalei Afsar, since an Afsar is enough, Masu, this is also a Masu. Odilma nitirusi yisirto lor mina Masu. Because you're protecting an extra level, that's not called a Masu. That's the question that was asked. Almer lefan of Rabbi Shmuel bar Biosi kachamar. But let me tell you what my father said. Arba beimos yotos baafsar. There are four animals which the halter is all you need. Is for they go out with a with a halter. Hasus. The the horse, the parrot, the mule, the camel, the camel, the chamar, and the donkey. The mutimai. Now, what's it coming to exclude? Why did it say these four? It's obviously coming to exclude. My level, the mutim, camel, the chotem. 
um, is going to come to say that they go out with an afsar and not with uh, the nose piece that's stuck through the nose, the nose ring. Where it says, low, not the case. Maybe it's saying that a naka, which is the wild um, camel, can't go with an afsar. That's all it's saying. So it's not a, not a clear-cut proof. Masnisatana in the Braised learns Luvdakim Vigamal these this uh, big donkeys and the camel Yotzim Afsar they could go out with the Afsar. So um, what's the story? Perhaps this whole thing is Machlokistanoim, whether when you overdo it, is it okay or not? Ain Chai Yotzim is Soger, a non Domesticated animal cannot go out with a soaker. A soaker is basically a collar. Okay? Chananya Omer, Yotzeb a soaker can. And anything that watches it. Now, but my skin, which animal are we talking about? Ilim if we're talking about the real large non domesticated animals, a bear. Misagle soaker. A collar is basically not doing much for a bear. So it's certainly not going to do anything. El we're talking about. One of the smaller species, um, a small animal like that, like a, a weasel or something. Milo sagale soger, soger is certainly good enough. Uh, that's obvious. Ella lav chatul. We're obviously talking about a cat. Now, the reason why a cat is different is because a cat really doesn't try to run away much, it'll always come back. It's like it, it kind of likes it if you're feeding it. He's kind of happy to stay handy at home. He doesn't need more than that, and he's happy there. He's like fairly domesticated. So that's the difference between an animal that tries to run away needs a collar. Animal that's not going to try to run away doesn't need any of that. So it's obviously saying that's the machlokas between the two sides. Does a cat need a collar? Can it go out with a collar or not? Uh, well, on the one hand, it's not going to run away, so it's extra. On the other hand, an extra protection maybe is not carrying. That's exactly the question. All it needs is a little string around its neck, very minor masu. Anything more than that is a masui. Just because it's a greater protection doesn't make it a carrying. That's the idea. Amra Funabachia Amar Shmuel. Halacha kechananya. So Rav Huna Barchiya said the name of Shmuel. The halacha follows chananya that uh, it, the fact that it's greater protection doesn't bother us. It's not called carrying if it keeps it protected better. Levi braid Rav Huna Barchiya. So the story goes, fascinating story here. Levi, the son of Rav Huna Barchiya, the Rabbi Barafuna and Rabbi Barafuna have a azli beorcha. They were traveling. And Kad Mechamedalevi Lechamedal Rabbi Barvuna. And Levi's camel went ahead of Rabbi Barvuna's camel. Cholish dated Rabbi Barvuna. Now, Rabbi Barvuna was clearly the greater of the two rabbis. And he thought the fact that Rabbi Bar, uh, that, that Rabbi Levi, Barvuna, uh, uh, Levi braid Ravuna Barchia, went ahead of him, felt like, oh, he's greater than him. He doesn't need to show him the respect of letting him go first. So Omar, Rav Levi, Braid Rav Huna recognized this, that he was, um, that he was, felt bad. So Omar, he said to himself, I'll tell him something, that he should feel better. So what do he do? Genius idea. Omar, he asked a question. 
if the donkey that you have is a little, is a wild donkey that's harder to control, like the one I'm driving, is it okay for it to carry with a prumbia on Shabbos? Which is the thing that they use for the bigger donkeys. This is a regular donkey, but it's a rough one. So, let me tell you what Rav Huna said. But the genius of Rav Levi was, he probably knew the answer. He knew what his father said. But he asked the question to show that the donkey did it on his own. The donkey was hard to manage and it ran ahead of the other donkey. It wasn't him trying to run ahead to show that he is greater than Rabbi Baravuna. So he asked the question in such a way, he couched it so that Rabbi Baravuna would realize that it was completely unintentional. And that's the story. Anyway, we'll stop over here. Everyone have a great, great day. And uh, see you, Mir Tashem, tomorrow.